good though. Right? But good, it's like yeah. It's, it's exciting, right? It's exciting. Are you a little stressed for uh, it? Or a little, a little more bit, excited? Yeah, a little bit. I'm not getting much of like family support, right? Which is kind of hard. Wait, you're not getting family yeah, support? Well, yeah, I'll get into. We can get into this while, while we talk. There. Okay. Yeah, it's been pretty. It's been a pretty rough uh, November there. So. Oh man. Okay. Well, yeah. We'll dive in right now. Um, Welcome back to Easy Conversations, ladies and gentlemen. I want to say thanks to everybody who listened to the last episode featuring Chris Shore. Thanks for coming on. Looking forward to having you on again. Now for episode 11, we're bringing on my friend from back in the day. I went to elementary school and high school with this guy. Haven't seen him in a few years. The homie Nick Seguin. Say what's up to the people. Hey, how's it going, guys? So I'm going to give a quick intro on who Nick is. He was always someone in, who was interested in martial arts. I did karate with him back in the day. Yep. His dad taught classes yep. with oh, yeah. Sensei Pascal. Yeah, How about that memory? memory. Eh? Yeah, yeah. Good memory. Had my purple belt. Not a big deal. <laughs> Stopped after that because I couldn't kick through like two um, the boards. <laughs> two there. boards. Yeah. yeah, it was too much for my small foot. <laughs> so um, yeah, and he's gearing up to re- open his own dojo gym. Mm-hmm. Is it fair to call it a dojo? Yeah, I call it gym, academy. People will call it dojo. It's, okay. all, it's all the same thing, right? Gym, dojos, there's the Japanese word for gym, right? Okay, so, yeah. uh, but I call it gym, right? So. Okay, so gym. <laughs> and, and yeah, he's gearing up for that, which is opening. By the time this is released, it'll be Saturday, December 1st. That'll be the official opening. And yeah, we're going to talk about his progression in the martial arts game from karate to MMA to Muay Thai. And uh, yeah, I think that's a good place to start off. So tell us about how you got into martial arts, starting back to karate. Karate. Well, I think we started the same way, right? I think the first time in our um, elementary school at Rennes Bois, uh, there were some lunchtime classes offered uh, with Pascal Manette, which was our sensei or karate instructor. Um, so yeah, like at our school, we had like, uh, spa retoon and like, uh, all these kind of activities. And one of them was karate. Mm. Um, so I kind of just signed up to do it as a kid. I always loved like Dragon Ball Z and all these <laughs> Kung Fu movies. Right. So I was like, Oh yeah, we'll learn karate. Uh, so we can be like ninjas. So, um, yeah, we started at lunchtime. Um, did that for, I think I started, I was in second grade. So seven years old or eight years old around that yeah. age. Right. Uh, so in 2002, actually. Um, yeah, so we started at the lunchtime, and then in the future, he added uh, after-school classes, right? So there was the daycare, and some of the days we'd go in the gym, and we'd do a karate class. Uh, so we probably I did that all, all elementary school. Um, then I got my black belt. Not and, a big deal. <laughs> got my black belt, and I was uh, in sixth grade, so... Um, they call that like a junior black belt, right? Because you're still young. Uh, so you're kind of in probation for a year um, mm. till I became uh, 16 or 17. Then you got like the, the first stand, right? So we got our, our uh, you, you pass the probation. So then you're official black belt, okay. right? Uh, so I was doing that through all elementary school. And then um, 
uh, as UFC got more popular in like the early 2000s, I would watch that too. And as a kid, and I remember in like fourth grade, I'm like, oh, I want to do that. And I want to go in the cage and fight. Um, but my parents were always like, no, 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 you got karate. Because yeah. you see UFC on TV and guys are like getting kicked and blaze, a face all bloody and, uh, you know, like just it's really rough, right? So they're like, no, 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 stay with karate. I was like, well, no, I still want to do it. I want to do it. Um, and then uh, this guy at a karate club, actually, uh, well, you know Cameron Latimer, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The so, homie. Is, so is his uncle. Uh, the firefighter? Yeah, the yeah. firefighter, Pat, Patrick Gauthier, Pat, right? Yeah, yeah. So he did uh, some Brazilian jiu-jitsu uh, in the past. Uh, so every Saturday, uh, early in the morning, we'd lay down the mats. You know those like uh, accordion mats there yeah, at yeah. the gym? So we'd all Velcro them together. And then uh, we'd just do jiu-jitsu. It was pretty much just basic stuff, right? But that's when I started. And I was probably in... I don't know, fifth, sixth grade, right? Okay. Then did that throughout 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 high school. Was um, that like grappling too, kind yeah. of? Because I remember we did that a bit. Yeah, so that's what they call the grappling, right? Yeah, I don't think I, I well realizing now I probably didn't feel comfortable calling it Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Mm-hmm. So, that's, but that is grappling. Like when you we call it rolling. So the sparring aspect of Brazilian Jiu Jitsu is rolling, uh, which is the same thing as sparring. Uh, you'll have some people that will only do no gi. So the gi is like the uniform, right? Uh, like the kimono, some people will know that as the kimono. We call it the gi. Okay. Uh, that's the Japanese term. Um, it's the white uniform, but you have all kinds of color. You have black, white, blue. I've got a gray one. You know what I mean? Now they have some with like uh, uh, designs on them and different color. My girlfriend's got a pink one. Um, yeah, so we, we started doing that every Saturday. Um uh, I was natural at it and really enjoyed it. Then I signed up for a competition, uh, which was held at Louis Riel in the Big Dome. Um, ended up winning first place, the gold medal, which was awesome, right? So just kept doing that. Um, and then as time went by, in high school, I started doing um, wrestling, right? Which kind of supplemented my Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Um, ended up falling in love with wrestling too. Uh, which my background now, like when I fight, I use a lot of my wrestling. Um, yeah, so I did that. Um, and then around, well, in high school, I kept doing, then I started doing kickboxing. Um, started kickboxing, started Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu at a club, at a, like a dojo, at a gym. Um, did that. Um, and then, yeah, so I ended up the coach. So I ended up doing uh MMA, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and kickboxing at this gym called Coalition. It was on Taylor Creek. Okay. Um, like the, close to the bowling alley? Yeah, kind of? close okay. to the bowling alley, Star Gymnastic. And that's where my new gym is opening up, is right there, right in front of uh, Boat World and Caps Auto. It's connected to that okay. building. Um, you got an address for us? Just yeah, so. it's uh, 571 La Colle Way. So okay. off Taylor Creek, turn right on La Colle, you'll see... Uh, if you know me, you see the logo. It's a, it's pretty much a silhouette of me with a mustache, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, the iconic mustache. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I started going to that gym and then the coach saw that I already had a kickboxing background. So asked me to teach the class, uh, which was kind of shitty because I was paying membership. But yeah, I was learning jiu-jitsu, but I was teaching classes, right? And not getting paid. And not and not oh, getting man. paid, right? So that was kind of frustrating. But I was young, right? Back I was like 17, 18 maybe. Uh, I was very young. Um, so kept doing that. And then 
I was going to college at the same time. I went to La Cité as a rehab assistant, so okay. physiotherapist and occupational therapist assistant. Um, so I, did, I had to pay for that, and then I was working at Winners at the same time. Oh, man. Um, and I had to put all my, my membership on my line of credit because I couldn't afford it, right? Um, anyways, I just kept doing that, competing, did a first MMA fight, uh, but had bad coaching. Right? That gym was just now realizing it was terrible coaching. Um, what I was not ready for that fight. Um, ended up getting choked out in the first round. <laughs> Guy got me in a guillotine. If you don't know what a guillotine is, uh, think of like a bully hold. You know when a bully holds your head, yeah. but f- like kind of facing the other way and pretty much squishes your your throat, your throat right? Which uh, restricts the blood flow to your brain, right? Uh, I ended up just passing out no yeah actually passing out oh yeah yeah you can see the video on oh, youtube man. i was holding the wrists and then my hands just go my hands just went oh. limb uh i ended up losing the fight and i remember i was like oh man this is the worst worst feeling ever because yeah. i had there's probably 30 people watching me like family friends uh um yeah and it was just uh sucked and i was like oh never again so started taking training even seriously so i like even more serious so i quit winners uh, <laughs> yeah even at uh, even at school uh, at Este, I would like kind of just go by to class like I ended up doing pretty good but knew that's not what I wanted to do the only reason why I went to college was, was to make my parents happy mm-hmm. right um, yeah so then I ended up taking training very seriously uh, did a, then by that time I did three kickboxing fight won all of them um, then I did another MMA fight this time I went out seeking other coach coaches mm-hmm. right so i got more experience uh one in canada called florin the gym was called florin's ultimate martial arts center so i do a lot of training with him um end up winning that fight uh then won another one and then by that point the gym where we were at coalition was not doing well um just the owner was not, you know what I mean, never there, not really putting the work in. It was pretty much... Just relying on you to give yeah, all the classes, kind well, of. Well, exactly, right? And he was lazy, and uh, so I ended up teaching class. But as of 18-year-old, that way, 18, so yeah, I was like 17, 18. It was on that period there. Um, I don't know how to run a business, yeah. right? But it was looking back now, it was a great experience, right? Because I just got thrown into it. Um, so I learned a lot, which I can, I've been using now with my own gym right my exactly. own club um yeah and then anyways the guy that was in canada florin uh, kind of made the connection with our coach with at coalition he ended up buying the gym so turned that gym into florin's ultimate martial arts center mm. that was back in 2013 um and that's around the time where i got my blue belt in brazilian jiu-jitsu um and uh, yeah took over the gym and he's got a successful business like i, I ended up i I'll fast forward a bit. I worked with him in Canada for the past four, well, three years in Canada, one year in Orleans. Yeah. So took over the gym, and he's got an awesome after-school program. He had six last year. He had sixty-two kids, um, which he kind of did the same thing to the Orleans gym. So made the same structure that he did in Canada, mm-hmm. and same thing. I was running the whole thing. So, but now with more experience and a better coach to yes. right? mentor. Well, that's it. A better coach. Well, and I'll get into that too, which I thought was a better coach, right? Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Yeah, so I ended up doing an after-school program in Orleans, right? And he's like, okay, you're going to run it. This is how we do it. Uh, Yeah, here you go. This is how much we're going to pay you. At least I was getting paid for that, Yeah, there you go. To step up. Yeah. So uh, that's about around the time where I graduated from college. I had a job with uh, uh, Family Physio. 
So I would go to a retirement home to retirement home and do um, exercise class, um, like range of motion stuff, uh, band resistant, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Or I'd go to long-term cares and do the physio exercise with uh, the patients there, right? Uh, so I would do that in the morning, then I would do my training, and then I would run the after-school program and then do my training or teach the classes during the evening, depending which night it was, because uh, we had multiple coaches back then. Um, Anyways, doing ended up doing that for a year at Coalition, which became Florence, Florence Ultimate Martial yeah. Arts Center. Um, but I guess uh, the Florin and the owner of Coalition kind of butted head. Um, so, anyways, there was a huge fight. Uh, Florin decided to shut down the gym uh, and wanted to take everything from the gym. But then the old owners changed the locks. Yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, okay. that time. Yeah, I was 18 years old, and I get a call from Florin saying, "Oh, something's going on at the gym. The camera went off," and then my old coach was there, and then uh, I was like, "Hey, what's what's going on?" Right? And he's like, "Oh, I'm just uh, checking some stuff out." Uh, so I walk in, and then uh, uh, pretty much said, "Like, oh, I'll have to call the cops. Uh, you're trespassing." Blah blah. Oh, blah. Yeah. So the cops came. <laughs> Florin came. Anyways, there's nothing you could do because the lease was signed under the old coach yeah. right so it was all up to him so the gym ended up being shut down in orleans which caused a lot of trouble with some of the members too oh yeah um but then florence said i'll come to canada work with me in canada which was kind of good so i did that for three years in canada uh, where i would train daily and then i would do, do the after school program there and teach classes right? right so at the beginning it was great the first year was great i ended up doing right now i have 25 fights in uh Muay Thai and MMA kickboxing combined together. Yeah. That's what's the record looking like now? Uh, like from so, the first fight, you got nowhere to go but yeah. up, right? So right now, so in Muay Thai, I'm 13 and 2. Okay. So I've got 13 wins, 2 losses. Uh, kickboxing, I'm 3 wins. No, sorry. 4 wins, 1 loss, 1 draw. And then in MMA, I'm um, four win, one loss. Okay. And that um, was the first loss you talked about earlier, right? Yeah, yeah the first Choked loss I talked I don't know if the math is right there, but it's, <laughs> it's that breakdown around, okay. around there. All I know is I have 25, over okay. 25 fights, right? Awesome. Kind of lose track after a while. Yeah. <laughs> Man, we're doing a lot, right? Yeah. Like, all these classes and like now well, working to your own gym and, and that's keep it. going. That's it, right? <laughs> and it was my main focus last year, but not really anymore, right? With the gym coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so went to Canada, trained full time. Like in 2016, I fought ten times that year. Every month, yeah, I, had I remember five. seeing like all those Insta yeah. posts. Like, oh, another fight. Yeah, <laughs> it was all good for you though. I was fighting a lot. Um, gained a lot of experience. Uh, went to the states. Uh, did the USA National uh, WK Championship. Um, ended up losing. Uh, so I did that. It was a three day tournament. Uh, did a, a Muay Thai fight and. Uh, uh, kickboxing fights at that tournament so i fought pretty much three times every day made it all the way to the finals for both divisions nice. um still to this day i think i should have won the kickboxing fight uh even looking at the tape and but you know you can't leave it up to the judges right so end up lose, getting second place for that and then fought right after for the muay thai and, and got second place as well uh still great experience um that tournament style was amazing it was tough like we we're there at 10 a.m I would leave at 6 p.m. the first day, second day same thing, and the third day I was there from 10 a.m. all the way to 11 p.m. And then we drove all the way back from New York to Ottawa that Jeez. night, which I'm all beat up, full of yeah. bruises. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so 
would have had two belts there, but ended up not getting them. But then I have two belts. I have a uh, WK a WKF, yeah, WKF belt and a WAMTAC belt, uh, national championship belt in the light middleweight uh, category, so the one fifty six category. Um, yeah, so I've that. Um, yeah, so we worked at that gym for three years, and then, uh, anyways, I was getting at the point where I would do like twelve hour shifts there plus the training, and we'd probably get paid for that four hours, right? Mm. We ended up uh, extend, expanding the gym. We we're going to incorporate some weightlifting, um, you know what I mean, like squat, bench, deadlift, similar to CrossFit, but not CrossFit, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, which uh, my brother and I, my little brother, was working with me too in Canada. We have a lot of experience in that. Uh, so we were expanding that, um, and our coach, Florin, was doing that for us, uh, so we can make a living at the gym, right? So that way we'd have more class, which would have benefited us and him, right? More classes, more students. Um, but anyways, I guess it's a, it was a control thing. Uh, it saw that we knew more than him in that department, right? Uh, so we ended up not having any control on that, and it would have been the same thing. It would have worked for Peanuts, confronted him. Long story short, we confronted him and pretty much kicked us out. He said, you know, grab your stuff and... And mm. go home, yeah. And he was like, "All right, well, you try to figure it out on your own, kind of thing." And now, pretty much, yeah. Now we're about to open up. Yeah, well, that's oh. it. So, right for me, it was uh, for my little brother. It was he was excited because he was coming to Canada. At first, he enjoyed it, but towards the end, the focus was on me with my fighting and all that. Um, when he went to school for personal training, so I always wanted to do personal training. And when that happened, he didn't want he didn't want to be there anymore. So when he kicked when he fired us pretty much right for him he was excited for me it was kind of hard because i looked at him as like a father figure right um and uh yeah it was just uh not just that i was preparing for two fights i was supposed to uh, fight for two championship belts one in muay thai and one in mma in montreal um ended up canceling those fights um anyway so it was kind of hard when came to back to orleans uh and then uh, didn't know what to do for the first like two months, right? That was in 2017, well, last year, at the beginning of the summer. Uh, didn't know what to do. And then our, our parents were like, oh, we'll kind of start a, uh, a gym in your basement, right? So my little brother had like the personal side, personal training side. We had like weightlifting. We found this guy that was getting rid of equipment, um, like $15,000 worth of equipment. We got it for $4,000. Uh, yeah, like you're talking about like squat rack, bars, uh, plate like over a thousand pounds of plate, uh, dumbbells, the mats. Yeah, it was, this guy just not need money and just well, a nice guy. Like here, take it. Well, for like we couldn't believe peanuts. it. Yeah, we couldn't believe it when we we saw him. We're like, why are you getting rid of this stuff? He's like, oh, he's like, I, he's doing what we're doing now. He's like, uh, I used to train people, but I got offered a better job and uh, need to move out, and I don't have the space for it. So I got to get rid of it by the end of this week. So mm. like, okay, sold. <laughs> yeah. Gave him the cash and took it all home. Um, that I bought some mats, right? Bought some mats, punching bag, uh, tie pads, focus mitts, all that kind of stuff. And then I would start uh, one-on-one training in the basement. I would start classes. I got to a point where I had nine, uh, uh, nine students in my basement, which was like no more, there was no more space, yeah. right? Um, so I did that for a good six months, about, yeah, six, no, not even, five months, four months. And 
my, one of my old coach and training partner contacted me because when the whole flooring thing happened, he kind of just stopped. He just separated himself and right, he stopped training for a solid couple years, right? Um, but he saw that I was in Orleans, then contacted me, then we started training again. And then he told me that he was uh, training out of this gym called Cumberland Martial Arts Academy. Okay. Uh, it's a Kung Fu gym on Trim and Innis. Um, and he's like, oh, they've got two fighters uh, that are getting ready to fight in uh, China um, in this sport called Sanda, which is uh, kickboxing with takedowns, right? Okay. So you got all the strikes, you got like wrestling takedowns, judo throws, take the person down, then you stand back up. So they had two guys, and I was excited. I was like, nice, I'm going to get to spar with some high-level guys because since I left Canada, I wasn't really training with anyone, right? It was just kind of myself hitting the bag or uh, with my brother, right? Um, so I was excited. I ended up going there and then realized that they were not at the level that I thought they would be. <laughs> um, so I ended up showing them some few tricks, and then their coach saw that I knew what I was talking about. And he's like, hey, you want to teach... <laughs> uh, class here then I kind of told them about what happened right how I kind of got kicked out of that gym and uh, lost everything right all I know is training at that point that's all I had been doing for the past four years right um, so he's like yeah I totally get it he's like just start one class here so started at one class helped out the guys um, then he we finally kind of we got to know each other and he's like hey you can uh, in January you want to start like full time here so I added kids program. So I'm doing, uh, I'm still teaching there till the end of this week. Um, so I started there in January 2018. Uh, so I added Muay Thai, kids Muay Thai. So I have a junior kids Muay Thai, so three-year-old to six-year-old. Then I have a kids Muay Thai, six to seven. Uh, sorry, uh, seven years old till 12 or 14. Um, then we added boot, my little brother came along. He added boot camps. Uh, then I added adult Muay Thai, added kids jiu-jitsu. Uh, there's already jiu-jitsu there because my old training partner was teaching once a week but then i kind of showed them uh the business aspect of it how to do multiple classes and how you have to have kids programs and all that kind of stuff right so even even the fact that i got kicked out of that gym i still learned a lot oh, yeah. with my old coach like he was a great coach um and a good business person right but earlier i said he wasn't the best coach because of that reason just uh some sometimes too, he was kind of holding me back. Um, I guess out of like ego, I'm not sure. For sure. Well, the top guy doesn't really yeah. want to not be the top guy anymore, That's right? Like it. he loves you while you're making less than him, and yeah. or you're just helping him out. But then when he starts to see like, okay, maybe this guy could take over. Cut well, ties kind of thing that's right? it right so that's what happened and that's when i realized like oh okay i kind of see who you are mm -hmm. right like even though i've been a blue belt since 2012 it's been over five years right yeah. five years exactly that i've been uh no it's gonna be six years yeah. now yeah so it's been six years that i've been a blue belt right for that reason right so um and then even for business purpose like i'm looking I'm, i should be a purple belt at this point right um but that's the thing with martial arts, right? You can't say, I should be purple yeah. belt, right? So, um, but I've been talking to my jiu-jitsu coach because I'm still affiliated with different uh, organizations like BTT, Brazilian Top Team. Um, so is there any mixed martial arts that you're not involved in? Is what I want to know. No, well, yeah. I do. Uh, well, I'm not Well-rounded. <laughs> yeah, so right now I'm focusing a lot on Muay Thai, yeah. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and like MMA, right? 
which MMA is you mix up everything together. Mm-hmm. So at this gym right now, we have Muay Thai and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and boot camps. Um, I don't add an MMA class because in the past, I've realized that people that come, they see MMA and they go, oh, cool, MMA. Like Conor McGregor, I want to be that yeah. guy. But they come in and then I end up teaching either a Muay Thai class or a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu class or a wrestling class, right? Because MMA, it's tough to just do MMA. Right, MMA is your Muay Thai, your kickboxing, your judo, your yeah. wrestling, your Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu all mixed together. And if you don't have that foundation, it's very hard to do pure MMA. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we had, have to end up showing them just the basic jab cross or the basic fighting stance or how to sprawl. Like a sprawl is to defend against a takedown. Um, so I kind of took that out. Um, and then what I'm doing is if I see people doing Muay Thai and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and then they show an interest in competing, then I'm going to add a specific competition class for them, right? Um, Yeah, so that was how, and that's how I got to start my gym, right? So I ended up teaching there, told them right off the bat, I was like, my goal is to have my own gym. I was like, uh, I see there's a lot of politics in martial arts. Like anything else, there's a lot of politics, you know? Uh, like if you're at this gym, you can't train with him because I don't like him. Or mm-hmm. if you train with them, I don't talk to you. Like yeah. all that kind of stuff is is, is childish, right? Yeah. So that's what I want to do is open a gym where it's politic free. Anyone wants to come train, they can come train. Um, so I told them that right off the bat. So this guy was nice enough to let me come in. Um, he's got a full-time job like him running this gym. He does Wing Chun, which is Kung Fu. Um, does that as a pastime. So it doesn't, train doesn't not trying to build up a business he's just trying to train and you know have it like a fight club you know what i mean yeah. people get together and they train um so started the kids program and all that um started camps i did the march break camps summer camps uh, i do camps during pd days um doing i'm um, do birthday parties for kids um i help the fighters uh train for competition by holding pads sparring with them um, yeah, and then it's a very small studio. I would say maybe the mat area is like 500 square foot. And we're at the point where we have minimum, I have like 12 kids per class. Some classes have 21 students. Um, so it's very cramped, right? Plus all the parents sitting on the side. Uh, so I have like nowhere to stand or, you know, I, it's, I have, I've had to adapt, right? So I kind of did stations or strategically place everyone in a certain way where it would work. Um, and uh, yeah, so we got at the point where I we needed more space. So I've been I was looking with my girlfriend. She's been a huge help, right? She's been doing all my social media uh, for the Be Good uh, Facebook, Instagram. Um, not just that, she's helping out with like all the business side, email emails, and all that kind of stuff. So we were looking around, found this spot on La Cal Five Seventy One where I move in. Um, got a good deal and we couldn't pass up on the opportunity so I ended up signing the lease nice um, yeah signed the lease and uh, we got the place told them right and I was kind of a little worried about that yeah. uh, but I remember that I told them that that was my goal so he was sad that I'm leaving but he's happy for me and we and we kind of cut ties on a good note right yeah. like I didn't just ditch him I told him like if we can still do cross promotion uh, we can do seminars together anytime your fighters need training space you guys can come along um so it was good and then that's what i've been doing since uh, november 1st there is uh, uh painting uh putting boards up i put the punching bag rack the mats are in 
So are you getting a picture of your face painted on the wall? Yeah, yeah. the we, logo. So you yeah, got to, you know. The logo we did. Yeah, my girlfriend yeah. got a projector and traced it and nice. it's painted. Um, now we have a specific area for parents, right? So you come in, the parents can stay there. Because the problem we have at the gym right now is parents are, like, I can touch the students and I can touch the parents. That's how close we are. Like, mm. we're at arm's length, right? Um, then it gets very loud. So when I do the first class, the kid, the junior kids class, and then towards the end, the older kids start to come in. So there's probably 12 kids on the mats, which they're all three-year-old yelling and mm-hmm. screaming. And then I got the parents on the side of the junior kids. Then I got the other parents coming plus the other kids. So we've got another 22 people just on the side standing there, right? Yeah. So... Uh, this could be a nice change. So the parents have a seating area. The mats are separated from the parents. Uh, not just that. Now we got so much mat space that we're going to do two classes at the same time. So the parents now have the choice to do a boot camp uh, that will be run by my girlfriend. Uh, so instead of just sitting down, they can come do exercise class at the same time. Um, so I'm pretty excited. It's going to be pretty good. Man, that's an awesome story. Just uh just goes to show all the trials you've had to face mm-hmm. to get to the point to start your own, open oh, your yeah. own gym, right? And you learn from all those experiences, Absolutely. all those failures, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They led you to this point where now you're in the position you've learned from mentors that now maybe you're thankful that you're not affiliated with. Yes. Yeah, and you've absolutely. got your, I forget his name now, the most recent one who is okay with you leaving. Yes. Yeah. His name is Rob. Yeah. So Rob. he was nice to let me expand my gym yeah and that's a good mentor to have right and you told them up front that this is what you want to do eventually so good for you man um well that's that's what i've learned from my past experience is to communicate right say it right off the bat um because it's 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 scary uh confronting people right so that's one thing i've had to learn um and the my past has taught me that right so all the experience um, teaching martial martial arts that's what it's done for me right um, and that's why like even now like uh, teaching at this gym I also teach at school so like what how we started karate at school I'm doing the same thing so went back to Rennes-de-Bois, the elementary school yeah. we went to spoke with the principal and asked her if I could start a martial arts program uh, so I do it every Tuesday morning during the lunchtime hour I go during the recess. Uh, teach a they, they, I teach a class, right? Every it's so I call it introduction to martial arts, because uh, it's once a week. So I just kind of show a bit of Muay Thai, a bit of Jiu Jitsu, uh, a little bit of self defense. Um, then I keep kind of repeating those classes, and I show something else, something new every time. I'm at three schools right now. I'm doing oh, there, wow. doing L'Odyssey, and I do Manor Park as well. Um, and uh, well, that's what I'm trying to do that because that's how I started martial arts. And like, as you heard, like martial art got me through, through a lot, right? Like, I think if, um, if I didn't do all those competition, all those fight, even losing my first fight was a big eye opener. Uh, it taught me to, if you get knocked down, just stand right back up. You know, you get knocked down six times, get up seven times, right? Um, so when I left Canada, like I was shattered, right? I didn't know what to do, uh, kind of reflected on everything I've been through and fighting and training, uh, the amount of times where I've like collapsed on the floor from like exhaustion or, or even cried, right? Because it's so fighting is, uh, humbles you a lot. You realize that there is always someone out there that can beat the shit out of you. Mm-hmm. Right. So, uh, 
yeah, it really humbles you. So, uh, yeah, so even when everything happened, I kind of looked back in my past and what I've been through, and I said, okay, I can do this. I can still accomplish my dream. And since then, I've been grinding and working my butt off. And, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and now I'm opening my gym next week. So, so yeah, it's all uh, come full circle. Yeah. It's working out well for you. Oh, I'm super yeah. happy for you, man. Thanks. I appreciate it. And it just goes to show, like, there's fighting on and off the uh, – in and out of the ring, oh, I guess, absolutely. right? Like, there's the politics you mentioned. Yeah. And that you're trying to gear away from that just to make it a positive atmosphere where anyone can come, right? Absolutely, yeah. And it's good that you're – it's awesome that you're being a teacher – role model for these kids yeah. in the schools right bringing them in yeah to show that this is a place where you're welcomed well exactly right? and that's it that's what martial art helped me and anything even in school right like i i always hated school i was never really good in school um and uh, martial arts like in karate we had to do belt exams right like you said earlier breaking the boards and all yeah. that like that's part of the curriculum part of uh you know you have to learn your kata a certain position fundamental movements um and that's what I'm doing right now. I'm trying to push the kids. So that's that's my motto. Be good, be great. Uh, like on my shirt, the gym is called Be Good Martial Arts and Fitness. Be good means mustache in Portuguese, right? Be good. Um, and when I fight, I curl up my mustache. Um, so that's what I'm known for. People will recognize me because of the mustache. Um, and that's the play on words. So like when we bow out, when we do the bow at the end of class, like I'll say be good and all the kids say be great together right okay. and every time like even when i teach class i try to push you know greatness being good uh, not just in class but at home at school um, like for example we'll do sometimes i'll do races where we'll do like an obstacle race the punching bags are at the end they do combinations in the bag they come back and i make sure that i have a set of rules so i tell them okay uh this is what you have to do jump over the hurdles crawl under the i do like a bridge with the punching bag uh do two punch two kicks and then come back high five your partner next one goes right and if they don't do that the i make them restart right so it's to show them that in life you have to listen to you know to rules you know yeah. you have to kind of if you're at work okay you gotta take that file convert it to this one and put it in this drawer right so make sure you do those steps correctly um then at the end i make them sit down legs cross hand raise right and i tell them even if you finish first but you're you're not following all the rules you're still not going to get the point and i make an effort and a point to tell them okay this group are the winners this groups are the losers then i ask them what do you do when you lose right then i kind of to make them laugh right i go on the floor and i start like you know like you yeah. know where a kid does like a hissy fit there yeah. i start slamming the floor and going Wah, right and then they they at least they laugh but then uh, i ask them do you do that then they all know now they all answer no you try harder and you try to win yeah. and then i'll go to the winners i'm like well, what do you do when you win and then they all they always say well not anymore but they always used to say well nothing because we won i was like no you will try to work even harder because the losers are going to try to beat you next time right um because I find now society, everyone's a winner and all that. And that's not a reality um, no. that we're going into, right? Mm. Like you will fail at work. You will fail in life. Um, and you got to start at a young age to show them that it's okay to fail. You learn from your failures. Um, and yeah, and I, so far all the parents kind of on this, I look at them. Because the first time I did it, I was kind of assessing how everyone would react. But I could see them like nodding <laughs> yes in agreement. So uh and for all the new parents coming in, I think it's the same thing. They're kind of shocked that I do it. But then after, they're like, wow, that's a, 
that's great that you're doing that, right. right? So that's what I'm trying to push with this whole be good martial arts and fitness. That's awesome, man. And your be good is good. You know, it's a nice <laughs> Thanks. You know? I appreciate but, it. But um, nice, man. So your classes range in difficulty. Like obviously, as you progress in age, it's more difficulty. And I've seen a lot of your videos on Instagram where you're yes. training with people we've went to high school with. Like yeah, Alex oh, yeah. Boivin. Yeah, Alex right? Boivin. Seen, yeah, he's been a great uh, supporter. Dupes too. Yeah, sure. Dupes came. So when I was still in my basement, uh, Jean Dupuis came down, did a private, a couple privates with them. Uh, Alex Boivin has been a huge supporter. Trained with me when I first started. I did some personal training, some Muay Thai training with him. Even this year, I did, uh, we're still training right now. He's back in Carlton, right? Uh, but next summer, again, we're going to train together. Uh, I'm training Phil Cameron right now. Uh, yeah, uh, Riley Fennessy. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then uh, like M. Gagnon has come to my classes. Uh, she's done a few Thai cardio. M. Roach's daughter, Mackenzie, oh, uh, yeah. is doing classes. Yeah. So a lot of support from friends and family. Yeah. Um, sorry if I forget anyone. There, <laughs> That's tough to think on the spot. Yeah. You've got so many other clients. Yeah. You know? But those are people who are like, I'm referencing Jean Boivin. Yeah. They're hockey players, right? Yes. So is that also another market of uh, clients that you're reaching out to who are like uh, athletes in other sports? Yes. Where you can round out your game in that sport by introducing martial arts in your training right yes i i really believe in uh uh what's i can't forget i can't remember the term but cross training uh, yeah cross like yeah, yeah cross training right like uh most fighters like i'm not your typical fighter like i will utilize a lot of weightlifting, and you're seeing it now most professional fighters now you'll see them with lifting the weights right doing some cleans and jerks some snatches uh some deadlifts all that kind of stuff um which I've always done that, right? Um, not just that, like your typical fighter will go out, run like a 10K. So that's how I started. I would run every single day, do a 10 kilometers, uh, then do my weight training, but then I would just drain myself. Mm -hmm. uh, not just that, I didn't see an improvement. So I kind of switched it around. I did more uh, power lifting slash Olympic weight lifting. So a little bit of CrossFit, but yeah. not CrossFit, right? <laughs> like a, I wouldn't consider CrossFit, but I would do like uh, uh, HIT trainings, right? High interval, inten high intensity interval training, uh, a lot of Tabata. So like for my cardio, I took out because my 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 knees would start hurting, my lower back would hurt, so I would go to Greens Creek and do ten sprint up the hill, right? Uh, or I'd go on the treadmill, put it on incline, uh, put up the like. Not the maximum speed, but like a full-on sprint. I would sprint for 20 seconds, jump off for 10. And I would do that for 10 minutes. And my heart rate would go as higher than if I would do a long-distance run, right? Um, especially my last fight in February, that's what I did. When, so when I left the gym, I had to kind of figure out, because that's when I started teaching at Cumberland Martial Arts Academy. Uh, so I had no, everyone was new. I had no training partners. Uh, no one that fought Muay Thai or MMA or anything, right? Uh, it was either jiu-jitsu guys or my brother that's been training for a year when we were in Canada. Yeah. So I kind of showed him how to hold pads and how what works for me. Not just that, which was kind of great now because I would kind of do my research. I would go online, look at professional fighters, break down their movements, and then try it out on the bags or on the pads, mm -hmm. which kind of gave me more flexibility because when I was with my old coach in Canada... He had his. He was old school, so he had his certain techniques that we had to do, certain kind of type of training, 
which nowadays proven not to be the best way of training, right? Like I would do three sparring session a day, some like two to three a day. Um, my whole body was beat up. Even right now, like I have a torn labrum in my hip. Uh, so it's been, I've been in a lot of pain in the past <laughs> year now. Um, waiting to see a surgeon to see what's the next step. Uh, like sometimes I'll, I'll, I still have to teach class, so I'm still kicking when I shouldn't be kicking. Yeah. So some days I wake up and I'm limping or putting my shoes or socks on is a hard task right now. Uh, but I'm trying to kind of forget about it because yeah. of the opening coming up. Yeah, so I can't, just got to power through for yeah. that one, you know, just for this one week, then get your brother to sub in that, for you. Or know? something, right? Yeah, yeah. so... Uh, but I can still kind of get away. Like uh, my student, my ki- the kids, it's easy because I can kind of tell them, all right, who can show me this combination? I make a game out of it. Um, and then when I, if as long as I don't do it dynamically, if I do it more like uh, static, like slower and controlled. Just so they see like the movement. Yeah, and what they need to do. It, yeah. it's not as painful, right? And for the adults, they're pretty good because most, well, most of them are older than me or my age. So they're, okay. they're dads or moms. They say, hey, Nick. Like they treat me <laughs> like, a, like I'm their kid, right? They'll be, hey, like don't kick. We know, right? Oh, okay, well, that's good. Yeah. At least they're, they're understanding. Well, that's it. They understand, okay. right? Or, or they'll say, like they'll see me limping. Like, okay, do you want me to show the kick, right? I'm like, okay, yeah, do yeah. this, this, and that. So they are supportive, right? Um, uh, yeah, so I do a lot of cross training. So coming back to Jean and Alex, yeah. sorry, I kind of no, went good, on man. a tangent there. That's how she goes? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I truly believe in that. So with especially with Alex, uh, I did. I showed him my kind of training that I did because first, I'm not a hockey player, so I, they do different kind of training, right? But uh, then I would do a lot of Muay Thai with them. So it's a Muay Thai is a lot of cardio. It's a lot of strength as well, right? Because you are hitting as hard as you can or kicking as hard as you can. Uh, so even though you're not doing squats or leg extension or deadlifts, you're still working your quadricep, yeah. your glutes, everything, right? Your balance. Your core Your too. core, absolutely. A lot of core. You, even your shoulders, everything, right? Just that impact from hitting, uh, you build up not just that resistance in your muscles, but in your bones, right? Like my hands, like my knuckles are so strong, <laughs> right? Like they're all calloused up, um, right? Even my forearms and everything. Like some people in jujitsu will joke around. Well, I joke around. I say I, ha- I have like Wolverine bones, right? Because I'll grind my forearm on them and it hurts them, right? Because they're just so callous from yeah. hitting and getting kicked and all that. So especially with Alex, like Jean's a little different. I only did probably a month of training for, with him and I focused more on cardio. So every time we'd hit the pads, it was like, go, go, go. Um, and Alex, same thing. But Alex, so I had more time. So I kind of showed them the proper technique and I had more time to show them how to punch, how to block, uh, how to catch a kick, how to do sweeps, all that kind of stuff, right? Um, so yeah, I really believe for any athletes, right? Uh, even uh, if you ask Phil Cameron, who was a basketball player, and same thing, he's seeing the benefits. Like his balance is better, his hips are open up, opening up from kicking. Um, you know, his cardio is going up. Like hitting the pads, you, you do three rounds of three minutes. I tell you, you'll be <laughs> you'll be exhausted. <laughs> like after. I'm not walking the next day. Yeah, no way. Right? So, um, and it's fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like going. Like same thing with Riley. Right? Like mm. Riley. Uh, approached me at the gym and he said, oh man, I heard you're doing Muay Thai. Like, could I try a session with you? So I did a session with him because he said, he's like, I hate 
you know, like running on the cardio on the treadmill is boring, right? Yeah. So now we go in and like he's able to do ten rounds no problem, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'll make him do like hundreds of kicks and he's going and going, right? So um, I think Muay Thai martial arts in general will not just aid you in your cardio and fitness, but in confidence, mm-hmm. right? Everything, sure. self esteem, uh, 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 like fear, right? You're gonna be less you're gonna have less fear walking around because you're like man if ever someone like mugs me like yeah. you know bring your hands up throw a kick and then run right yeah. so um yeah so i think yeah i do agree and it's a very beneficial for any athlete sweet so those are individual sessions you do with them but now back to your gym you mentioned your girlfriend is your brother involved as well in this opening of Be Good this next week, as well as your family? Now, who else is involved in this? Is it just you and your girlfriend and your brother so, is identified, or are there more people involved? No, so right now it's only myself and my girlfriend. Um, okay. So, yeah, so that was that was uh, that's a touchy subject, but I don't, like, I'll get it. Well, I can get into okay. it, right? Um, uh, so, yeah, when we left Canada... Um, we left because of my little brother, right? Because he was not happy what he was doing, uh, which I was happy, right? Because I was competing and all that. Mm-hmm. But I do see now that it was a good call that we left, right? I'm, now I got a girlfriend, you know what I mean, that I love and she loves me. Uh, not just that, I'm actually uh, working for my own money, right? Like I'm not working for him and getting peanuts out of yeah. it. Um, so yeah, when we left Canada... The goal was for us to start, or work towards working our own, opening our own gym, right? So he had the weightlifting side, I had the martial arts side. Um, but leaving, he knew what he wanted to do. Like he, for him, personal training, he did it right away. So I ended up doing, was very successful. So opened up his own business called Strong Body System, which is personal training, um, online training, uh, he does uh, like nutritional tips and all that, like he'll help you write a diet, he'll there's online training you'll write your program and kind of check up on you so like for people that don't have the time to come on a regular basis right he can write them a program every month uh or sometimes like they'll start with the private training and then when they're comfortable training by themselves he'll just kind of write them a program Mm, every six months or every month or depending on the the membership he's got right uh, so yeah, I approached him to work with them, right? I'm like, oh, like I'll work with you on strong body system. We can work something out, but he didn't want to, right? Yeah. He just said, no, I want to do this on my own. I said, all right. So then I started, at first I started with new era martial arts. Okay. Um, but then in Barhaven or somewhere in the West End, uh, a new era combat gym opened up. Um, and that guy came, the coach was, came from a Owama, big gym, right? So he already had a big following. So I was like, oh, crap, I can't can't yeah. be New Era. Like my first fight, it was very confusing. Well, my, my first fight under New Era in February there, I fought under New Era and there was another guy fighting under New Era Combat. Mm. So everyone was confused which gym was which, okay. right? Uh, so I'm like, okay. So I ended up changing the name to Be Good Martial Arts and Fitness, right? Um, which got that idea from uh, years ago with my, uh, it was at my older brother's birthday. We were in the garage having a cigar with the family. And then we were kind of, I was, that's when, that was like 2015 when I was competing a lot and doing really well. Mm -hmm. I had won uh, my first belt. 
and uh, my aunt's like, oh, we should. More well, my uncle was like, oh, I heard you're doing pretty good. Uh, how can I like as a joke? He's like, how can I make money off of you, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so we we wanted to start making shirts, and uh, uh, that's when they came up with be good. My aunt was like, well, a be good is mustache in Portuguese. Mm. So that's how we came up with the be good, be great. Uh, my brother ended up doing shirts for that, okay. but going back to Canada, my coach didn't want us. He wanted to make all the money, so didn't let yeah. us sell any, right? Uh, so we put that on the back burner. But then it, it came back. I was like, oh, well, let's do be good in martial arts and fitness, right? So opened that up. Uh, everything was doing well. So I, I ended up going to Cumberland Martial Arts Academy, brought my little brother along with us, well, with me. Um, started doing, going there. And then at the same time, I was looking for location. Like since I left Canada, I wanted to inform myself on how much is rent and how does it work and all that. And now I see why a lot of businesses are going uh, like bankrupt around Orleans, right? The rent for anything is so expensive. Yeah. We went close to 10th line, um, close to the Dairy Queen. I think there's a yep. burger joint that's opening there now. Is there? Okay. Or the, something like a restaurant. But I know the area. Yeah, so about. around there, there's the beer store that's mm-hmm. released yeah, now. Yeah, R.I.P. Or, well, the old beer store isn't yeah. anymore, right? Now yes. there's the other one further down, exactly. closer to where I live now, so it's yeah. good. Yeah, <laughs> good for you, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, no gym for me, just beers. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, it was just expensive. Like, you're looking at $30 a square foot, and then on top of that, you've got the... The tax, uh, the land tax, uh, the insure, everything, right? So you're looking close to like fifteen hundred a month, right? Which is we're like, holy crap, we're not there yet. Um, anyway, so we kept working, working. My program grew. My kids' program was a hit. We're at, uh, I, I'm at sixty students right now, right? Oh, nice. So um, c- close to the seventies. Um, found this spot. Uh, told my little brother we gotta check it out. It's like we can actually afford this one, right? Um, he, it is a scary thing to do, right? Like for opening sure. your business, yeah. like for You're me- Taking like, a shot in the dark, yeah. like hopefully this works, Well, right? that's it, right? Yeah. I know it's gonna work, but uh, you're right, right? Yeah. And uh, like, for example, like I just purchased my first checks and the first time I write a check, I had to write 13 of them. Mm. But you gotta write some for the whole year, right? Okay. So um, all kinds of stuff, like and even like opening a bank account and not just that, like the business side of teaching, the, all that stuff is easy to me. But all the paperwork, all the payments, taxes, and all that—that's like that's like I had to educate myself on it. Mm-hmm. I had to read books about businesses. I had to listen to business podcasts about that stuff. Um, and I'm learning as I go. Like still to this day, like I'm learning, right? Um, so yeah, so showed him the place, and it was like wow, it was perfect. He was very excited. But then we found out that the uh, a, right, a unit right under us, well, beside us, will be a CrossFit gym, mm-hmm. right? Which could affect his comp- personal. Oh, yeah, like for a, him, okay, right, Yeah, right. like a competition clause, right? Yeah. Which for us, for me, it's not a problem because Muay Thai, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, martial arts is completely different. But the landlord said, oh, it's not a problem. He's like, as long as you're not advertising CrossFit, mm-hmm. there's no problem, right? But still kind of got freaked out about that. Then he wasn't sure. Uh, to go in the business and or to rent out that spot, which I told him no problem. I'll still go ahead. Uh, doors will be open for you anytime, right? Uh, which is like okay, no problem. Uh, I'm just I'm going a short story here. I'm not, I'm trying not to go too much in detail because sure. it's gonna we're gonna be here forever. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, 
uh, and ended up signing the lease, right? And then I, I think they didn't think I was going to sign it. And then they came back and said, oh, it's not fair that you went without a, like without him. But I said, like, you weren't, you weren't ready. And I told them, you're still welcome to come, right? Mm-hmm. But then it was the whole issue of the name, right? Like, I'm Be Good Marshall Spinis. He's a strong body system, which I told them, there's not a problem. You can call your classes Strong Body System Boot Camp. Strong body system, private training, personal training, yeah. or strong body system mobility, or whatever he wants to call his classes. Uh, but anyways, we just couldn't agree on anything. Um, and then kind of told my mom, like, you listen, we can't. I was like, this is, like, I've signed the lease, so this is up to me. Like, you you know what I mean? At the end of the day, I'm the one who's paying the rent every month. Um, and I was like, the best thing to do is we go our separate ways, like we have been doing for the past year and a half, and we reassess in a year and see where we're at there, right? Um, and anyways, just cause some tension at home, right? Because we all still live at home, yeah. and that's pretty much that's the only way we're able to do this is having the support of our parents, which I'm super grateful for, um, and helping out as much as I can, right? Like training them and like cleaning around the house all that kind of stuff um but it was causing some tension at home right like uh you know my mom calls me arrogant and selfish and i'm just like well like you know what i mean like there's still you can still come in right but he we're not agreeing on anything and i was like if it's going to be a competition we shouldn't go in because we're going to make each other fail right um, anyway, so I ended up packing my stuff and moving out to create yeah, to create some bit of space, right? Because with the opening coming up and all that, uh, it is stressful, yeah. right? I don't need that negativity. They don't need it. Um, so yeah, so I've been pretty much building this gym with my girlfriend and her, her parents. Thank goodness for for her parents, right? Uh, we built everything. We built some walls, some counters mounted the punching bag racks laid the mats um so yeah that's why i'm not getting much support with my family right um but i think it's just temporary it's just uh, you know what i mean it's just we we have to go separate ways for now to create some space and in the long run i know uh it's gonna come back around um but yeah but i still have to keep going with this and like i told them i'm like you guys are still welcome anytime um and uh, yeah, so that was kind of the <laughs> the personal well, side of it there, but I'm I'm pretty open and uh, I want people to know know the story, right? Yeah. So, well, if your story has told told us anything, it's that there is no success without some struggles, right? That's it. So you've dealt with a lot of yeah. like obstacles you've had to overcome, but it oh, all yeah. end up being worth it in the end well, right that, that's, and like you said i know it's temporary yeah you got a good family and uh, well and that's it like and even though like i'm saying that i didn't get support for them like i still did like you know what i mean without uh them allowing us to teach in my parents basement or you know what i mean just letting me live at home i wouldn't have been able to do this like i'm still super grateful about that uh, and still thank them but it's just you know what i mean like if i want to keep going with this and make this gym work out and being successful um, I can't have that negativity around, right? So For sure. I think it's just temporary, to be yeah. honest. So, well, yeah. that's something we actually talk about a lot on the past pods I've done here with my guests, and um, you mentioned it earlier. And something I wanted to talk about with you is you mentioned that you've been reading a lot of books yeah. for how to understand the business side of things. And um, well, I've seen, I see a lot of the books that you post on yeah. Instagram, and I'm always like, oh, I want to read these books, yeah. but I don't find time for yeah. it, and 
I don't really know where to go. Like, is there somewhere you go specifically, you know, author, specific authors that you could recommend? Like, give us a couple of recommendations. Okay. So, well, beginning of the year, um, well, who got me into reading is, uh, you know, Dimitri Pranko. Yep. Right. So another Randy Boyle alumni. Yeah, another, yeah, another one. Um, actually, he, I think he was at Western right now, and I think they just lost in the finals in the championship mm. uh, yesterday, but... Uh, I think they were undefeated. Uh, I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that yeah. there. But I saw the game against uh, Ottawa, and they just destroyed. So University of Ottawa? Yeah, they played against University huh. in October there, destroyed them. And oh, uh, yeah, proud of Dimitri, though. He's a good guy, and he worked hard. So, um, yeah, but he got me into reading, right? So when I was still in Canada, um, he would... We were we still we were close friends, right? So we're still in contact, always chatting. Even though he lives like six hours from here, yeah. uh, I would go visit him, or he'd come visit me. Um, and yeah, he was just he just read, right? He read all these self help books, business books, any types of books, and he yeah, he's like yeah, you should start reading. He's like it's gonna help you, uh, you know, just better yourself, right? So first book I got well. Not just that, and they made me listen to podcasts. Well, mm-hmm. he didn't make me. He's just like, hey, you should recommend it. Yeah, recommended, yeah. right? He said, listen to this podcast, right? So, ended up listening to it. Uh, it was a School of Greatness by Lois Howe. Um, okay. It's all about greatness, right? So he pushed it. He interviews uh, high level athletes, successful people, like I'm doing right now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, listen to him and. Uh, uh, I'm also an affiliate with First Form, a supplements company, uh, and they do a podcast. It's called the MF, MF, MF CEO, the motherfucking CEO. Hey. <laughs> and uh, um, started listening to that. And one of the podcasts was an interview uh, on Mel Robbins. So she wrote The Five Second Rule. Uh, that's the first book in my journey of reading constantly that I started with the five second rule and I like got the tattoo on my arm five four three two one uh, because that book really made an impact on me Um, uh, for any emotion no sorry for any thought that you have is processed by an emotion but if you don't let that emotion overtake your thought then you can do whatever you want Mm. for example getting up in the morning right so instead of saying do you Take, pressing snooze on the alarm because I'm oh, I'm too tired I'm too yeah. sore I can't get up uh, you just go five four three two one and you get up right could be three you can go three two one yeah. get up right um, that's something I've always done and then I kind of got the scientific part around that uh, knowledge that uh, concept yeah. and uh, yeah so I read that book and made a huge impact so uh, that's what kind of got me. Uh, through a lot too like confronting my coach and the family and business all that kind of stuff so I would talk to Dimitri and he would recommend me books right like um, Tim Ferriss he's got great books he's got Tools yeah. of Titans he has a podcast too yeah, right? he's yeah. T- Tim Ferriss show or Ferriss show or something like that yeah. I, don't, I don't listen to it um, Jocko Willinks or yeah Willinks the Navy SEAL guy the one that wrote uh, Extreme Ownership or uh, dichotomy of leadership. Um, those are all great authors, and uh, yeah. So Dimitri got me into that, and this year, when pretty much everything, when the shit hit the fan with uh, leaving the gym and not knowing what to do, I set some goals. So uh, I told myself this year I would read fifty-two books, right? So a book a week. Um, I would uh, achieve the uh, split, the front and side split. 
Um, cause I mean, just, that's just for, that's just to show off, right? <laughs> like, um, I'm able like dynamically, I can kick someone that's six feet in the head, right? But to do it statically, just to hold it there, um, and needs work. Like I'm a, I'm a foot away, but now with my torn labrum, that's on the, like, I've got to yeah. put a hold on that. 2019. Right? Hopefully. Yeah. Well, that's, I'm just going to push it to <laughs> yeah. next year. Same thing with the books, especially with the, the gym opening. Uh, I think I'm at 30, I'm at my 37th book. Um, and still pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's the most book I've ever read yeah. in my life, right? So yeah. I wrote 52, but even though, even if I would have read 10, I would have been happy, mm-hmm. right? And again, that's another goal that I'm going to push to next year. And my third one was to open Be Good Martial Arts and Fitness, right? So that was the main one and that I've achieved, yeah. right? Or I will achieve go. next yeah. week. By the time this is out, you'll have achieved this. Yeah, there you go, right? So... And, uh, and yeah, so you asked me how I managed to read all those books. It's actually from the uh, Andy Frisella, the MFCO podcast. Okay. Uh, he helped me do two things, actually. He's got the, uh, oh, I can't remember the name. Uh, anyways, it's a, he's, he wrote a, a book, well, a journal that helps you achieve your goals. I can't remember what he calls it, but I just kind of took parts of it okay. and bought myself a Dollarama 300 or 400 page notebook, right? So every day I write my five daily tasks. So at the top, I'll write the date. I put five, one, two, three, four, five, and then I put notes, and then I'll have win or lose on the side. So let's say like today my day was, uh, like I had podcasts at 2 p.m. Um, you know, I had... Uh, uh, read 10 pages um, uh, I had uh, um, uh, my do my schedule for the week because every every Sunday I do my schedule yeah. for the week uh, go to the gym clean up uh, the carpet I had to clean up the carpets <laughs> and then the other one was uh, get up at 8 right because mm. uh, usually I get up earlier but I'm starting to get sick so mm. I allow myself to sleep in a little yeah. bit <laughs> so wrote all that so then I check them off so every time I do a task I check them off um, and they can't what I've realized with time is you can't put big tasks or if you put too much of them or especially with my schedule like sometimes some days I'm training five people and doing two schools so to do anything in those days it's you're looking for failure on your task yeah. right so those days I'll put uh, go to schools train clients then I'll put three tasks yeah. that are doable just keep it general like yeah easy to accomplish, right and it and it takes 21 days to uh have a habit right so now when i started i had get up at six so i'd force myself to get up at six to get everything done i would make your bed uh read 10 pages now those ones i don't write them anymore it's just it's, a habit yeah it's a habit i get up uh i have my alarm like my alarms are excuse me here preset uh, but i get up first thing i do is my bed uh, whenever I have the chance, I read my 10 pages. So if I, sometimes I'll get up early to read them. Um, I don't like to stay up late to read because uh, then sometimes I get a second win and then I end up reading yeah. too much and I stay up. Um, but like let's say some days like I go do a private training, then I have 30 minutes in between before another one, another try, uh, private, uh, I'll read. I'll read five page or now I always try to read 10 page. So I do 10 page every day. Uh, so that daily task a notebook and reading those 10 pages is what got me to be able to read 36 books right um and yeah now it's a habit like and and but i was never a big reader but i realized that it was always books in school that we were forced to read whereas Mm -hmm. these ones are all uh business books right like 
one you you'd asked me to name some like the entrepreneur roller coaster by uh dan hardy dan, yeah dan hardy is really good kind of dan hardy is the um, creator of success magazine okay, okay. so he's the founder of that um great book and it's easy to read um uh that any tim ferris books jocko will uh, willings uh lewis howe wrote two books or three books now I've read uh, The School of Greatness and The Mask of Masculinity. Great books. Um, and anytime, it's pretty much recommendation. Like, Dimitri will tell me, oh, did you read this book? Then I added on my phone, I've got a notepad with like hundreds of books. And every time I buy one, I cross it off, right? Um, most of my friends and family know that I enjoy reading, so they'll buy me books, right? Um, another one by Brendan Bouchard is uh, High Performance Habits. Uh, that one is also a great book. Um, there's so many. I like so far. I liked almost all of them, right? Yeah. And you've seen on my Instagram. If you follow me at the real niche, uh, <laughs> we'll have that in the. Description. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see uh, every second po- or every third post is a book, and I yeah. give a small description. Solid, solid description. Thanks. Every time. Like yeah. I should read this book. Yeah, they're they're all good, and there's maybe one or two books where I was like, ah, they're not that good, um, but most of them are are pretty good. Um, on top of reading uh, self-help books, business books, I also read like martial arts book. Like I read a, I found an old book on Muay Thai, which was made in like 1960 or something. Okay. Like it was very old. Uh, I just the next one coming up is one on Savate, is a French kicking art, right? Okay. Um, which was kind of interesting, but I don't, I kind of see why that martial art has kind of died off. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, that's how I do it. Okay, well, that's awesome, man. The five tasks a day definitely is a great way to like structure your day. Oh, that yeah. kind of goes in line too with the training that you give yeah. out, right? It's a lot of structure and it's for self-improvement. Yeah. Well, right? So it all, like the reading, the classes, all of it all ties together perfectly. Well, and, and that's it. And it's, it's, it's helping you get, get disciplined, yeah. right? Like reading those 10 pages. Like some days... I would go, oh man, like I'm tired. I don't want to read, right? Like, or I'm sore, or, or screw this. And I would fit, like I would throw the book down, but then get up and force myself yeah. to read, right? Um, same thing, like getting up. Like for my the thing with why I think I was successful in fighting um, is because I would force myself and I would out train myself more than my opponents, right? Like every time I did not want to train, I would say, oh, what is my opponent doing right now? And then I would train. But I've done it too much that I've caused some injuries. Like my torn labrum, like the good, and, and again, that that mistake that I've made from overtraining is a lesson learned. Now, as a coach, I will never make my fighters go through that. I will make sure to, that they utilize recovery um, and which in a way it was my fault, right? But also like I said, my coach's fault, but like uh, he would make me spar many times a day. Uh, whereas you should be sparring like my last training camp fighting camp I spar once a week because um, okay. what happens when you fight three times a day or two times a day even is you the first one you do good second one you're exhausted so either you get hurt like I've broken my hand broken toes um, and you end, or you end on a bad note you're so exhausted yeah. that what you remember from your last training session is oh crap I was I was crappy right am I ready for this fight and you don't want that doubt as no. a fighter right you want 100% yeah. success rate and even if it's not a success at least it's you learn stuff right exactly. like you know what to do but by the third fight you're like a punching bag basically, well that's right? you're so exhausted and you're 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 developing bad habits right yeah. you're sloppy so 
this training camp, which was kind of hard because I didn't, like I said earlier, I didn't have the training partners. So I would do my own training. I taught my brother how to hold pads for me. Uh, and yeah, I would research on different techniques and stuff. Not just that, I would go to different gyms. Every Saturday, I would go to Fight and Fitness on uh, downtown there on Bank Street and I would fight fight with their fighters, right? So they had all, all types of guys, like some heavyweights, lightweight, middleweight. So it was good to see different body types and different styles. Um, and yeah, what I realized is a lot of uh, recovery. Recovery is very is key, and that's one thing I did not do in the past, um, and I'm suffering for that. But like I said, you learn from your failures, and uh, won't let it happen again in the future. Um, and yeah, those daily tasks. Uh, and yeah, the reason why I do five is you can't do more than fives. If you're doing ten, or you're setting yourself for failure, yeah. like overtraining, right? So five, I think, is the perfect number. Uh, to complete everything. Yeah. No, that's awesome. I mean, all, uh, everything you've said just applies well to life and positivity, bettering yourself. Like you just from being a teacher, you could tell it's obvious your communication skills, just like this must be second nature. You talking, like you've been talking. Yeah, you know? I have like been it's talking the a lot. thing for you, like <laughs> yeah. to talk in front of a class, be a mentor. Yeah. You've learned from poor mentors. Yeah. And from those poor mentors, maybe even they had... Some rede- of course they had some redeeming mm-hmm. qualities that they in um, trenched in yourself and yes. now you know what to take from them. Well, that's forward, it. You can be the best role model as possible for the next wave of Nick Sigans. You know, the yeah. little niche, little you know? niche running around with a mustache. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny that you say it. it's second nature, and it's I was I was not ne- uh, see even now like sometimes I'll talk and I'll mumble right like I was never a good talker and it's something I, or I can uh, can you say talker and speaker, <laughs> speaker <yeah>. right <laughs> see like that I was never a really good speaker uh, especially in English right growing up francophone right mm-hmm. it was very hard um, and yeah it's something you learn like everything like communicate even sometimes I'll if I'm tired I'll catch myself kind of like oh like okay what did you just say there <laughs> well you shouldn't say that like that but uh, yeah, that's something with time that I've learned, and and exactly by watching my mentors, uh, like Pascal Manet, like he's taught me a lot about teaching. Right when I was still in elementary school, uh, I would be his like sidekick, right, which you call senpai, like their his right arm, mm-hmm. and I would help him teach class, and I learned with that. Um, then with Monsieur Guerin in high school oh, with yeah. wrestling, also learned like sometimes I'll say good show, right? Yeah. Just because I heard it so, True. you know, you would always say good show, folks. Good show. Yeah. So that's something I'll say. Even from Canada, like Florin, as much as we ended up on bad term, I still learned a lot from him, right? And uh, I, st- I will still say some stuff that he says, right? Um, but it's all kind of molded together and it's Nick's again now, yeah. you know? So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what a story, man. Um, I think everyone who's listening here wishes you the best of success, and we know you'll have success. Thanks. Um, yeah. Great uh, lessons learned. I mean, when you're kicked, you get back up. Yeah. Fight harder than ever, right? Oh yeah. Five, four, three, two, one. I thought when I saw the tattoo, yeah. I thought it was for like a countdown for a fight. No. But I like that. Uh, yeah, it's five uh, seconds. It's something I've always done, and then with the book, it it's like a meaningful subject to me, right? Yeah. And um, even the I joke around like the kids are like, "Oh, why do you have numbers on your arm?" I say, "Oh, I so I don't forget my phone password, right?" Because <laughs> so, yeah. I then I explain it to them, and then they look at me all confused, right? Um, but I know one day they'll understand and, uh, not just that, like even, uh, 
with uh with my girlfriend right that's something now we're both going in and business together mm -hmm. right so uh communication is very key and it's something that we've always been good and even now we're learning because now we're going to be like 24 hours together you know yeah. what i mean for running the gym which is awesome because she's my best friend um but it's uh yeah it's communication is key you know communication uh discipline discipline is very important Think if you need if you want to succeed in life, it all comes down to discipline. Is if yeah. you know if you don't have the discipline, well, good luck. Like I'm sure with your podcast, it's the same thing, right? Like that editing and all that. Yeah. I'm sure some days you're like, screw this, I don't want to do that, yeah. right? But uh, or thinking of these questions and all that, you have to really sit down and force yourself to uh, come up with those questions mm -hmm. and. You know, so. But when it's something you love doing, it, it makes it absolutely. Easier, right? And and so. that's that's the other thing is if you love it, it's easy. Yeah. For me, this is not work. This is second nature. Yeah, right? this is my pastime, and I'm trying to make a, a living from it, right? So, yeah. uh, not just that, I'm trying to grow it so other people can also make a living from it, right? So, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, man, it's been great catching up with you wish you the best of luck and give us the address one more time for the gym so the address is 571 la colle it's off of taylor creek um grand opening is saturday december 1st uh from 4 30 p.m till whenever there will be food uh snacks drinks um just come with your family friends uh just check out the gym we'll have the schedule up so if ever you're interested in class i'll answer all your questions uh, if not, just come by and uh, have some food. Yeah. <laughs> and just check out the Be Good. Yeah, know? the Be Good, yeah. And uh, yeah, follow me. You can follow me on Instagram. We have uh, Be Good. It's uh, Be Good MAF uh, for martial arts and fitness. Same thing on Facebook, Be Good Martial Arts and Fitness. Um, the, re the website is running up, so www.begoodmaf.com. Um, we just have we don't have the schedule up yet. That's the okay. only thing. But well, we'll have that in a couple December. of weeks. I'm sure it'll all be yes. Up, right? Yeah, man. Thanks a lot to everybody for listening. I'm looking forward to releasing more episodes coming every two weeks. Thanks a lot to Nick again. Thank and, you. Um, yeah, hope you enjoyed. Thanks. Awesome.